0: For the last time in 2018, this is time for Mixed
1: Up Confusion. Nice. Man, it's a killing me.
0: There's just too many people. And they're all too hard to please.
1: It's been a long time.
0: Indeed, it has. (laughs) Kelly, we are here. 2018 is over. I mean, we're days away from it being January 2019. Do you remember us last year when we were like, wow, 2018, you really are going to be better than 2017. And then it wasn't. Yeah. So 2019, (laughs) it's going to be better than 2018. Mark my words.
1: You know what? It's the optimism that matters. It's really just like not getting so beat down that you give up
0: yes I think that's really important I think that's why we do the recommendations in the end because we can't listen to Bob Dylan in a vacuum we are our own people Um, if anything you know the the amount of information that we've gotten as a podcast in season two is that people like us the way we are and we're not gonna yeah I mean (laughs) I like to explore new stuff I like to explore eras and decades as do you but we also like our music that we like. We like the bands that we've grown up on and we want to proselytize those things. So we've spent 35 weeks talking about albums, talking about movies, talking about TV, talking about video games, talking about books, talking about podcasts, talking about shows. And we're going to recap scientifically (laughs) for you maybe, not so much for me, our top 20. So we're just going to go back and forth. We're going to start at number 20. We're going to work our way to the number one thing of 2018 the thing that brought us the most joy or brought us the most comfort or whatever the case may be we'll make our own cases for it so kelly if if you don't have a preamble we can get right into it with your number 20.
1: oh wow so uh it's interesting looking back on these because daniel takes such great notes and you can find them at our website sotwpod.com uh if you're ever curious because i don't remember anything that i ever say so (laughs) even though it's recorded for all time uh when I look back at my recommendations over the year, I was like, I didn't... What the fuck was I doing?
0: Who is that? Yeah. What is that thing? <laughs>
1: well, not even, it's like, there's so many... I don't know. Every time I look at an album or just like... I'd picked so many people. I was like, mm. the person of Bjork. You're
0: like, Bjork. Yes.
1: <laughs> I rank Bjork the person as... you know. So, so while I think it's completely valid to say the discography of a particular artist is what I was listening to because... It probably was what I was listening to. When you're going trying to rank it, it's like, how do you even do that? How sure. do you say Bjork's discography is equal or lesser than the person of Julie Goldman? <laughs> like, how but, do you do that?
0: But it's all subjective, baby.
1: Yes. So well, we're
0: doing it for 2018.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for my own sanity, and for anybody who might actually be listening to this for a recommendation, is what they should listen to, and something as expansive as a discography mm. like what if i was like go listen to literally everything bob dylan's ever done oh excuse me it's only take gonna take us you know 12 years to do it so yeah. um <laughs> it's a great point i picked an album every time okay. i did that instead. so good. my number 20 is bjork and i'm usually one to say never go for the greatest hits because Ooh. you should you should always do deep cuts but bjork's greatest hits that came out in 1998 i want to say was picked by her fans mm. and it is deep cuts like some of them are that get radio play but some of them are really obscure and Uh, I think it's just fantastic. Like I put that album on all the time. If I can't think of like, it's like, I need something that's mellow enough that it can just be there, but it's also interesting. And and, I don't know. It just, yeah. Bjork's greatest hits is fantastic. Awesome. Number 20.
0: My number 20 is going to mirror what I did last year, which is my, which are basically unmentioned albums in no particular order. So this year I did 20. 20 unmentioned albums that I didn't get a chance to talk about either because they came out at a weird time or they were overshadowed. Oh,
1: okay. All right. This, I'm already calling bullshit because I, when I was going through my stuff, I was like, well, I, I know that week I was also sending this. I should have thrown it on there, but I didn't because I didn't think that was allowed. I didn't understand the rules. I don't know. I don't know
0: whoever set the rules. And also (laughs) we did this last year. So 20 random records that I was not able to do. Number one has got to be bootleg series volume 14. I mean, it came out right as we were closing out this season And I know some people want maybe some hot take from us, but that's definitely not the podcast that we have. So there are other Bob Dylan podcasts out there that definitely have, you know, dove in, dove, dived, dived into. Dove. Dove into the Bootleg Series Volume 14. We're not going to do that. So we will do it as it comes, but we're not going to like, to a special on it because you're not supposed to listen to it and it's also five hours long yeah. what, what are we gonna possibly do so we're gonna save all of that just a couple of other albums the Beatles White Album Deluxe Edition Anna St. Louis if there was only a river US Girls in a poem Unlimited Mean Jeans remember when we listened to that the Jingles Collection Where oh, they are singing yeah. songs about Tostitos never got to mention that yeah, yeah, yeah. Panopticon uh, release a double record called The Scars of Man on the once nameless wilderness and it's one half black metal one half like alt country and oh. it's fucking phenomenal. Uh, Sonny Rollins, as I mentioned before, the bridge um, really stands out just in the last couple, the month or two. Uh, Courtney Barnett, I don't think I ever mentioned. Uh, tell me how you really feel. Stephen Malkmus and the jinx. We just mm. had uh, Thanksgiving dinner. We listened to pavement, which was great. And it reminded me that sparkle hard came out this year. Arctic monkeys. Uh, some people put this as their greatest record of all of the whole year. Tran- uh, Tranquility, Base Hotel and Casino, uh, Warm Thoughts. I went swimming alone. Hot Snakes, Jericho Sirens, Natalie Prass, The Future in the Past, uh, Kasami Washington, Heaven and Earth, Hopes Fall, Arbiter, Gouge Away. Has a, an, a new album called uh, Burnt Sugar. Uh, Black Belt, Eagle Scout, Mother of My Children, Cloud Nothings, Last Building, uh, Last Building Burning, Ice Age, Beyondless, and Elway. For the sake of the bit.
1: Oh, LA came on the new album. The new
0: album, yeah. So those are my top 20 that I never got to mention on the, yeah.
1: I'm, I just, you Because know. just
0: like Outback, no rules, just right.
1: <laughs> you, I. It's like I don't, it's like I don't do this podcast with you. It's like you don't. And also, my golden rule is I can do whatever I want. And yet, I didn't do whatever I wanted to. And just You could
0: just say Bjork. You could literally list 20 artists, <laughs> including ones you never even listened to. i just give you a template.
1: It's too late now because I can't think of anything. But just know that there was other things that I would have put on here that I didn't. So, there's that. You'll
0: just have to listen to the episodes. Go back in time.
1: And oh, listen to them. Gibson. I went and saw Andrew Gibson this year. Boom. Who is a poet. And it was fine. But I forgot to say it. <laughs> so many lesbians sml sml are we done 19 is it 19 time 19 okay done. so nine inch nails is another one that i was like go oh, listen yeah. to nine inch nails um ad violence came out this year i think he also followed it up with a couple more tracks and made a full album and i did listen to it but i don't remember what it was and it was fine i'm sure yeah we listened to i mean we talked about we it. we did ad, ad violence but then he actually came out with a full lp yeah uh, with those tracks incorporated and also I recently
0: believe. scored vietnam he scored mm-hmm. mid-90s the um the Jonah Hill movie about oh, okay. skateboarding culture in the nineties, which is getting rave reviews. Oh, so nice. yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, cool. I love nine Channels I have for a long time, but my favorite album ever is the fragile. So if we're mm. going to pick one, I would say that. There you go.
0: Number 19 for me, uh, kind of piggybacking on, uh, the album that came out last year, but Zeal and Ardor came out with stranger fruit this year, mm-hmm. uh, early this year. Uh, and it's fantastic. Gravediggers chant, servants ship on fire, especially, um, it's so weird because it has these little instrumentals in between that I don't really care for, but it's all really packaged together. And what's been interesting for me is reading articles about people going to metal shows. I mean, metal, don't, when when a lot of people think about metal, they think about skinheads, they think about, um, I mean, fascism and and white power and shit like that. And a lot of them use, you know, Satan and, um, and Norse mythology and things like that not fascists use that stuff. They love, they love that shit. Oh yeah. And, and if you're a heavy metal listener, I recommend lis- reading pieces about Order if you're like on the fence at all, because all the people going to that show are like, don't let the fascists take your fucking Norse mythology. Don't let them take anime. Don't let them take mm. fucking anything. And so uh, a band like Order are great because they are like, we are just putting ourselves right in the middle of, of death metal and black metal. And we're just going to, we're going to give you something incredibly unique that you didn't know you wanted. So, fantastic record.
1: Well, it's cool that they're bringing that up because that definitely is it. I mean, metal, Do you think scary white dudes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just unfortunately what the situation is. And I mean, I the first show I ever went to was Cradle of Filth, Shadows Fall, Kill Switch, Engage. And, yeah. and like, that's all it was. Yeah. And I'm sure it's the same way now. Um, but for, for bands that don't want that to be a thing, that they don't want their movement co-opted, they don't want their sound co-opted. It's important to speak out against that and don't mm-hmm. let it happen. Like, just don't let your shit get taken over, man. You well, even uh, this is a great point. Slipknot just came out with, or is about to come out, the new album. They have a new single out, and they're saying the most generic nothing lyrics ever. They're saying we're making a stand, but we won't say what for. Correct. And if that isn't the Walmart of music, I don't know what is. Exactly. Like, <laughs> we're definitely angry, but we won't tell you what it's about because if you are a Nazi, you can be. We're supporting yeah. you. But also, if you're not a Nazi, we're supporting you too. Yeah.
0: We <laughs> just want money
1: eighteen for me, Ocean's Eight Lady Heist oh. movie. So good. Movie, first movie here. I know. Yeah. It's just, I, I mean, maybe one day we'll get to a point where it's not like something worth talking to that. Oh my God. A, a, a movie with all women that did well. That's an action movie. That's like, ah, maybe that'll be not the exception. It'll be the norm. Who knows? Maybe
0: 2019.
1: Will maybe. Be
0: different. Uh, my number 18 is Catherine Rose, uh loner.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I <laughs> I mean.
0: I, I wanted to limit myself to three tracks per that I'm just going to lay out there, and we're going to have a playlist too, uh, based on all the stuff that we do. Um, but it's such a good album. Uh, More of the same. Cry, Money, Soul Number no. Five, Bikini, really great. Um, great album cover. It's her with like a whole pack of cigarettes in her mouth, lighting <laughs> um, it. Yeah, she's she's really great. And actually, um, somebody I follow on Instagram was like on tour, like roading for her. And it was really cool to just see her and then see her do a lot of stuff this year has been Instagram heavy, bad cop, bad cop. We talked recently about just like seeing them all the time. It just, it really does humanize them when they're not again, doing the thing that Facebook and Instagram kind of do when you're looking at your friends, which is making the world more heightened and you sort of feel a certain way. You either feel sad or happier because your life is better or worse than theirs. But when it's just kind of nobody's, you don't really know. It's really nice because I don't know this person and I know they're putting on a performance just. By the sheer act of them being on stage or being uh, backstage, you know, sort of putting on a performance for a camera, obviously pointed at them. So it's really cool to get that he- that side, even if it's not truly human in a way, mm. but it's, but it's, you feel closer to this person. So yeah, that was somebody who I had never heard of in my life before. And she, I re- listened to her discography and it's great. She's awesome.
1: My number 17 is BoJack, season five specifically, because oh, yeah. I came out this year. I mean, it continues to be. Uh, a cartoon unlike any other because the way if you say a cartoon for adults you immediately think like south park or even family guy kind of stuff which is insane because those are for kids i mean yeah they're definitely for teenagers yeah um but i think there's still if you say a a cartoon for adults you're thinking adult swim
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um oh sure and this is not like that while it probably does play on adult swim um it's i don't know they they deal with emotional depths that other i mean even shows that aren't cartoons sometimes don't get to and, and they do it in a, a very interesting way and i think that they make all of the characters very real for being cartoon dogs and you know it's like yeah bizarre that mr peanut butter is one of the most like tragic mm-hmm. complex people even though he's like so one note but he's oh god yeah, yeah. anyway bojack's really great yeah if they're you all watch it, you should really take, a, take uh, a chance on it
0: you know starting with uh netflix when they first came out with you know origins of the new black and mm-hmm.
1: um this was one of the the first this is one, big this shows. This was
0: pretty big. Yeah, this is the only one that's still out of all of those original ones is still a watch. I haven't watched two seasons now of Orange Is the New Black. Oh, me and it's their I, final well, season this this year. I after the
1: uh, killed Pusey, I stopped watching it.
0: Yeah, that was the season I didn't watch. So I don't know if I'll ever get around to it, but like
1: I don't think I will either.
0: When BoJack comes out, it's done. I watch it. Yeah, it lights out. Sure. I'm starting. So fantastic. Number seventeen for me is the Dirty Nail Master Volume. Um, We saw the Dirty Nail last year with uh, Lord Jane Well Against
1: Against me. me.
0: uh, Against me and. Oh. Bleached. Bleached. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Uh, And Bleached. And I think we missed a little bit of the Dirty Nail set. But the band, it's almost like a 180. Like they were just kind of like a really cool brooding indie rock. Slash punk slash, You know that kind of band And then they were just like Let's make a fucking rock album And they do And it's fucking amazing uh, Pain of Infinity And Super 8 Are two of my favorite songs Of the entire year Evil Side Is like this cool Five minute Really great guitar um, And it's just three of them And they're awesome And I highly recommend it If you just want to rock it Like how my love
1: Without you Stings like Arizona In the summer season two yeah another netflix show great i mean another um pretty much all women cast mm-hmm. with the exception of mark maron and that other dude oh mark maron yeah. um, oh
0: the owner guy
1: right? yeah, yeah yeah who's great bash his name is something bash something yeah um i, I mean everyone in it's, it's fantastic and it's just i'm really glad it exists and i hope it keeps going
0: it is. season three coming on 2019 oh so we'll yeah are going to vegas hell yeah going to vegas we're, we're in number 16 for me idols joy as an act of resistance um danny Nadelko is one of my favorite songs of the entire
1: year he's made of bones he's made of blood he's made of flesh he's made of love
0: he's made of you he's made of So Idols, that was an album that really just knocked me off my socks. Uh, Danny Nadelko Nid- in particular, but I'm Scum, great. Talks about a lot about Brexit and television talks about just looking at our phones and just look at your neighbor and be like, you're a human being and I appreciate you. So something we need for 2019.
1: Yeah. Uh, 15 Broad City. If you haven't guessed by now, I like female heavy comedy things. Those are my favorite Did things. Did that happen?
0: Again? I think I asked you... This year, when you brought it up before, are they still making
1: it? As far as I know, and okay. I i didn't watch season four until this year, so whether or okay. not it came out last year, I don't know. Because if it's not on Hulu, I haven't watched it because I'm too lazy to steal things from the internet, and that's a pretty, pretty low level of lazy. And by low, low, I mean low incredibly bar. high
0: in my head. I don't know why I thought it was. I canceled.
1: mean, the fact that it survived this long on Comedy Central, which is still very much a dude bro thing, yeah. I'm assuming. <laughs> I haven't watched Comedy Central in I mean, a long maybe time, it's not but, though. I don't know. Who knows? I have
0: no idea. Number 15 for me, Brian Fallon, Sleepwalkers. Um, this was an early 2018 sort of pick me up. I, I really enjoy it. Um, really great anthemic rock, really great. Um, just, sweet songs uh and also the shout out um the the gaslight anthem came out with the 59 sound sessions their 2008 album uh which is also worth looking into and it's really cool to see him in 2008 sort of starting to write these really sort of complex songs that are not just straightforward punk rock songs to see that on the 59 sound and then to have him come out with sleepwalkers and this full band big big sound something that the gaslight anthem is struggling to do um I'm excited for whatever he does, but hopefully the Gaslight Anthem can get their shit together and put out a record worthy of their name.
1: 14 for me, dumb gay politics podcast, which I talked about a bunch of times. I went to actually the one of the live taping in Portland this year during the uh, Portland queer comedy festival. And, uh, I just, people, everything's problematic. Uh, in an age where everybody is very aware of, of labels and stuff and, and trying to be as respectful as they can. And not that they don't, but sometimes people make mistakes. So if you're somebody that really has like a hard-on for holding people accountable to every tiny little thing, then you might not agree with it. But if that's the case, then you might not like us either because I do my best. We do our best, but sometimes I'm sure we say something that is problematic in some way. So... If you like us, you might like them.
0: Well, and I mean, we talk about Bob Dylan, uh, an individual who has led a weird life Mm -hmm. uh, and a life that is at times quite um, out of sorts with how people should behave just in general in good company. Yeah. So we're saying that this podcast has an edge.
1: Yeah, slightly. Okay. Yeah, they're just like like kind of aggressive people. Like yeah. so, comedian uh, Julie Goldman, who is that's her whole thing. She's just an angry person in general. And if you've ever seen angry white guy comedy, that then you should be okay with it. And I'm not even about that. Imagine, imagine if you could have angry white guy comic, but actually angry lesbian comic. Yeah. Yay! I don't. Know
0: I think I'm there's. Uh, I, I've got to believe not only being an American, but also just in general that. If you hold dumb gay politics to being your life example, (laughs) you've made a huge mistake. But also like letting people's voices be heard is exactly it. This sounds like an interesting podcast that if you've never heard of it, I've never listened to it. It would be fucking, it sounds great. It sounds like something you should challenge yourself and listen to. And 2019 as 2018 should have been, if it wasn't for you, should be all about new challenges, new, new opportunities, new things.
1: It's funny. Which I like. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also
0: probably telling stories that you don't hear in a normal yes. arena yeah. I mean, they where have you're walking down here. Which is great.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, if you want to hear uh, an angry lesbian comic and her best friend Brandy Howard talk about politics, you should go listen to it.
0: It's fine. You, sh- you should go do that. Uh, number 14 for me sort of piggybacks on that too. Just in the world that we're in, there's a lot of records this year that directly or indirectly in this case talk about Donald Trump talk about America, talk about the way that we, our phones sort of have this existential dread that we wake up every single day just to see what's going on. I can't, I, I mean, all the times that, like, even just with you and I hanging out, watching whatever, um, like Taskmaster, or what th- these moments where we want to have a nice day. I remember watching Taskmaster, laughing my ass off, and then, boom, get that AP um, uh, notification on my phone, boom, 10 people shot in, in Pittsburgh, you know, right. Squirrel Hill, and it's just like, God damn it again! Like I'm just trying to like watch the show and have a good time, and yet constantly. And so that I think has restorations is my number fourteen, and LP five thousand. I think is a really great meditation on that concept. The idea that we are inundated with all of this. They don't really provide any answers, but this is America. I would say that's uh, St. I don't know street or saint. Non believer. Uh, The red door are probably your. I mean, as I said before on the review. On the episode that it came out on, it's way too short. I wish that it was longer, but maybe that's what we need is a short record that kind of says what it needs to say and it gets in and it gets out and it really sticks with you, which is good.
1: You hate albums over 40 minutes long.
0: I do, but this one
1: is like 28,
0: so it needs to be a bit (laughs) longer. Oh my
1: God. Wow. There's a really narrow window for artists to hit to make Uh, you. 14
0: (laughs) to 40. I mean, Tim Berry is not wrong. I hate albums over 40 minutes long, bro. Me too. Me too.
1: Shots fired at Scorpion.
0: No no one's listened to Scorpion <laughs> full.
1: Yes, I have, no like six times. It. No one's done it, although yeah. Song
0: of the Year. So we'll get to that
1: later. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how that works out. You threw back out, just to stay- 13 for me mega ran black materia so as you may or may not know if you listen to our, <laughs> if you listen to this you probably know
0: yeah it'd be weird if you're listening to this right
1: now yeah a couple months ago i went to the Mount nerdcore tour which had uh mc front lot mega ran, uh mc lars and straight from the dark lord and uh yeah so the first time i listened to mega Ran's stuff i mean i might have heard one or two of his tracks just because i listen to nerdcore sometimes but Black materia specifically, he's an incredibly prolific artist, the most prolific artist, according to Guinness World Record, as you already know, again, uh, to to do with. There's so much.
0: I went on Spotify. I was like, (laughs) what do I even do? Uh,
1: But uh, black materia is such a cool uh, study on what you can do, taking a piece of art, like a video game, Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy VII, and then just really immersing yourself in that world and uh, manipulating the music that was there the source material into something completely different and even though the story is told through the video game, telling it in a more interesting, more sustained way. So if you like Final Fantasy 7 or into Nord- nerdcore, check out Black Material from I-Grant. <laughs>
0: God. Number 13 for me, Me Without You. Uh, not only did they release Untitled, their album, but they released the Untitled EP. So it's really cool. I like bands that kind of do that. And the EP is actually pretty legit. There's only one song from there that's like an alternate version, which is weird because they released the alternate version before the official one on huh. Untitled. And I like the alternate version. So Winter Solstice alternate version. I would totally recommend that. Uh, Maybe Without You is a band like I, I can't place them I think that's their whole point um, They've toured with bands like Touche Amore That are like hardcore bands um, And they've toured with like sort of bigger acts Depending on what year we're talking about um, Untitled is another weird record And also one of those kind of bands That you want to listen to the whole thing front to back They're really good about crafting full albums And I really mm. appreciate that
1: Number 12, The Good Place So The Good Place season 3 is currently airing Or might have just finished it Or if you're listening to this in the future who knows season three's been out for 16 years yeah um it's just i think that it's especially for a network television show um the most like diverse and funny show consistently like it's just for a network tv show i don't think i laugh as hard or as i'm so engaged or interested and especially for a show where the premise is after even the first season you're like how can they keep going and it was great and then and then after season two you're like how can they keep and it's still great mm-hmm. so the the writing the creativity and the way to pull it all together and keep it relevant but also keep it fresh is like in- incredible and if you haven't watched a good place you're doing yourself a disservice it's only half an hour each season only it's got 12 episodes yeah go watch it tomorrow which is really go yeah. watch the whole thing
0: they've really perfected that sort of thing like mm-hmm. no more 24 episode things no more weird like 18 episodes with parks and rack you right. know because you're like almost about to get canceled number 12 april 6th the wonder years came out with the new record sister cities and hop along came out with a the record and they did bark your head off dog which i don't know if that's on your list or not it's not <laughs> you own the vinyl of it Sure. Do. of all the vinyls you own it's that's, orange that's probably one of the only like this year vibes. Oh, yeah, season.
1: that's definitely the most recent record
0: I own. Wonder Years are fantastic. They're a band that sort of just gets right into like this weird early 20s vibe, but they've, with their growth, they've really become better songwriters. Um, I would recommend um, It Must Get Lonely, Sister Cities, Heaven, Heaven's Gate, Sad and Sober. And then I don't know what your preferences are, but for Hop Along, How Simple, Not Able, Prior Things, so many great songs. I think that's a front to back great record. I do prefer Painted Shut, the 2015 record, over Bark Your Head Off Dog, but it's fantastic either way. I don't I'll
1: know belong. the name of any song I've ever listened to, so... Great. You're up. <laughs> uh, number 11, Better Calls All. Mm. So I just started watching the series. It's uh, The fourth season ended recently, um, yes. in October I think, uh, of this year, 2018. Um, but yeah, it. I have conflicting feelings about breaking bad the the problems that that show has i think better call Saul, for me at least for the person i am it like it's it's a better show because it's it's not as upsetting in the way that like everything is everybody's dying all the time um or the stakes are constantly life or death not that there isn't a piece of that there's definitely a piece of that in the show but uh i I think kim wexler as a character is just something that breaking bad never accessed and it, it's just so good there's like there's comedy in it not not mm-hmm. i mean breaking bad had
0: comedy too true
1: but like i them. think that the moments are i just think that the way that the tension is relieved is a lot yeah. more palatable obviously well, it's, yeah it's true and i think that's why it makes it, it was so much easier to watch and so much more enjoyable to watch breaking
0: bad doesn't let the tension go until yeah. the end of the show which I think is another insane thing about that which makes it a really stressful watch
1: yeah it's exhausting breaking is exhausting I think that's the easiest way to put it <laughs> see I think I think when
0: you go back because you said you want to do it after after Saul's over yeah. I recommend doing it because I I loved it the first time around I thought it was an amazing experience we did watch it you've definitely forgotten some of it mm-hmm. um, I think you're going to be a lot more kind than, than you are Like feeling the way that you do, I mean,
1: especially during the first season where it wasn't. And the Skylar
0: thing was all important, and people talked about it at the time. And um, I think some of that, the writing at the time, still stands up pretty wildly, um, especially with the way people saw Skylar and saw um, Walt as the hero. And I think the show is the show's fault, it's definitely not. But I, I liked them discussing that and coming out to be like you that's that's horrible yeah. you're a bad person for thinking that and it's true
1: if you think that breaking bad was too much for you i mm-hmm. and that's why you wouldn't watch better console i think you should give it a chance yeah is that i say all that to say that
0: number 11 country records this is your this is for you you can take notes. white noise jason isbell in the 400 unit they did a live record um at the, the ryman theater and i believe nashville Charlie Crockett, Lonesome as a Shadow. He's from Texas. Uh, Aaron Lee Tasjan, Karma for Cheap. He's kind of like an alt-country type of person. He's doing really cool psychedelic type uh, music as well. And I saw him randomly at a bar in Portland once, and it was amazing. And then Coulter Wall, we talked about a few weeks ago when we were talking about Red Dead Redemption. Mm -hmm. Songs of the Plains. Um, That voice is unbelievable. So it's cool to have, like I don't know, progressive voices, not kind of mimicking old songs from the past that are stupid. Oh, yeah. So... Those are great uh, country records to start with, and then kind of go down the go down the the rabbit hole from there.
1: My number ten is Julie Goldman, which I know sounds mm. redundant because oh, they don't get politics, but it's not because. Her as a stand up, specifically, because in Gay Politics, she's just doing a podcast with her friend that's about a specific thing. But if you have the opportunity to see Julia Goldman perform, she's an electric performer. Like she will really hold your attention. I saw her four times during the Queer wow. Comedy Festival, and her set was pretty much the same, but every time it was still hilarious because of how she delivers things. And she's just so much energy. So if she, for some reason she's ever in your town, go see her perform.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Number 10, two albums that I don't have enough time to even talk about, but I know that I love and I'm going to love for a long time. Lord Jane Grace, Bought to Rot. Mm-hmm. Um, anything Against Me, anything Lord Jane Grace is is amazing. I Hate Chicago, Reality Bites, uh, Apocalypse Now or Later. Great record, really interesting, really fun. Very similar to Against Me, if you really like that. Uh, Christ, you taught me, this is actually just another divorce song. Maybe it's not all of Cook County's fault But it feels like another dog shit day in Suck City Jesus Christ, could you assholes at least learn how to drive? And fuck XRT and fuck Lollapalooza You and all your self-righteous hipster hoods can go to hell I especially hate Bridgeport cause that's where she lives For every reason that she loves it I can't stand Chicago to death Antarctica Vespucci I can't oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't let it go loving the time of email Jeff Chris come to the Pacific Northwest it's beautiful out here please please Um, I saw Jeff Rosenstock in 2015 I saw Chris with restorations in 2014 so it's been too damn long guys white noise breathless on DVD so vivid it, it's just you want pop music with hooky ass choruses That's your band. They're so good. Power pop is what they call it. I don't really know.
1: I mean, that's what the genre is.
0: Power pop. I don't know.
1: I mean, I think you've described bands as that.
0: I know I do because it's what they're called, but I don't really know what power pop means.
1: I think it means catchy rock. It's not
0: pop punk, but it's power pop.
1: It's catchy rock. Sure. Right? Power pop. Another electric performer, Jason Webley. So I saw him, I think in August or September. Um, I'm not a huge Jason Webley fan. I like his music enough, but not, not that I like I could name you a single song of his. I went because uh, my girlfriend's really into him, and he does like pirate music. I think I said as much when I recommended mm-hmm. him. And I, if you don't know what that means, once you listen to him, you'll totally know what that means. But I've never seen one person, and it was just him. He had literally no one accompanying him. Not a, so a that's cool. A drum kit, not a nothing. It was him and an accordion or a guitar, depending on the song, and a little platform that uh he stood on not not like a it was just like a basically a wooden crate with um w- like um what are those called pallets it was mm. imagine a wooden pallet but then with a piece of plywood on top of it so it just when he stomped on it it made more sound yeah. than just stomping on the ground um and that was it and he was uh, accordions are not light and he's no. jumping in the air and screaming without a microphone so loud that he filled this auditorium and it was just That's so cool incredible so whether or not you like his music again if he's ever in your area and if you're in the pacific northwest because he lives in washington he's always here um i'm sure he'll have another show within the next couple of months and i just saw him so i think he just walked in our kitchen oh he's about uh, to jason hey. <laughs> uh go do it because none of his shows are more than 15 bucks and it's gonna be great time
0: Number nine for me, I spent some time in airports and I listened to two bands a lot in the airports for no real reason. I don't know why. Free Throw and the Hotel Year.
1: Your go-to airport bands. I
0: I, I guess so. Free Throw. Uh, they released a new. Uh, they released an EP this year uh, with a cover of "Same Drugs" by Chance the Rapper, which is really really good. Um, those days are gone from 2014. And "Bear Bear Your Mind" I talked about last year as one of my favorite albums in my top 20. I was listening to that a lot while I was driving through Arizona on the way back to Oregon. Uh, and I was in Virginia for my mom's birthday. So I was doing a lot of flying. And then Hotel Year, I listened to, they have a 2014 record, Home, Like No Places There, and Goodness from 2016. And I don't know, it's just, it's nice indie rock um, with an edge, um, very, you know, gripping lyrics. And I don't know, it just makes you... I, those albums are all really good together and it passes the time for you sitting in a terminal staring at other people. A great review. Yeah. Exactly.
1: yeah you played that um, same drug song a couple times. Yeah. In the car and stuff. And it's really good. Yeah.
0: And I, I put it on there not only cause it's really good, but also I don't think my mom knows who chance the rapper is. So it's like, I like the song. She really liked that song. And I was like, you should listen to chance too.
1: Yeah, why um,
0: who Has she? We'll have to get get Mom on the phone.
1: Come on, Mom. Listen to Chance Rapper. Number eight for me, Killing Eve. um, Just came out this year, BBC. America? I think.
0: It's got to be.
1: Definitely BBC, but I don't know which one. (laughs) One of them. Yeah. Starring Sandra Oh. um, She is a MI5 agent, I believe. Or she works for MI5. And she's tracking an international but Russian-based assassin. And I'm not somebody who would be into a, Plot like that necessarily Because I'm not I don't super care about Spy stuff Which it very much is I mean it's just So if a spy
0: showed up You wouldn't know Because you're like I don't care about But spies. again
1: Lady driven stuff I'm always about And it's just It's fantastic Ladies can be
0: spies You should watch out For spies more
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would never see it coming um, Yeah it's just really good Everybody's Phenomenal acting The, the, the only critique I have of the show is that they linger too long on standoffs like there there's many many scenes of people holding pistols at each other for extended periods of time which is gets a little silly after a while yeah. but it, yeah it's just it's fantastic It it's really throws you off the trail often you don't really know what's going to happen next that, a lot though. of unexpected stuff and it's it's really it's a, a good classic thriller like there's a little bit of of violence but not if it's a, a
0: if it's a Original, I mean, again, you're not really. I
1: think it might be based off of a based book. Based off of something, okay. Actually, I know it's based off a okay. book, uh, but it's, I would imagine, a great adaptation. I don't know. Well, because
0: everything is like Array Everything is uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Right. Spy it's came okay. in from the cold. Um, so just to not have it be like Array? it's pr- it's not. He didn't write that.
1: Oh no no, no that, that guy no but yeah but so it is, for it to is not
0: book. be yeah it is pretty great so. Yeah. Well, so I have taken it from your hard drive and I plan on
1: watching. It. Yeah, I think it's only six episodes because yeah, it's a TV awesome. show. Yeah, they're, great. they're the best.
0: Uh, number eight for me, Comeback Records. I mentioned this a few times, but some punk bands and pop punk bands, they might not have upgraded to power pop, but they are <laughs> pop punk. Um, came back with records uh, after I wrote them off. Alkaline Trio came back with Is This Thing Cursed? I fucking love it. I just listened to it today while I was putting together this list and I fucking love it. It's so good. And it's funny that we based our band month on this concept of taking their worst and putting it their worst in that it's their latest with their first record, which is their greatest. And now you do something like this, fuck up the entire rhythm. Now what are you going to do? What is this thing? If I got if I got to listen to God damn it, and is this thing cursed? I'm in. That's the show to watch, which is weird to even uh, contemplate. And then saves the day. Um, Nine, their ninth album. Uh, and the song 29, 21 Minutes Long, I think we talked about mm-hmm. at the time. I still think it's one of my favorite songs of the year. I didn't, where did this come from? I, I have no idea. So it's really cool. And uh, I've got a friend in Nashville who, watching his Instagram stories. He was like, he loves Saves the Day. And he would do stories of, of Chris Connolly performing these. And he's got like his little rocker sunglasses. I don't know if I like the aesthetic of this version of Saves the Day. Just because they're like meta commenting on themselves. And while that's fun for like a first or second time listen it is kind of a bit much afterwards it's really cool to see bands that are really still in a in this pigeonhole doing things that kind of they don't want to be there anymore but feel like they need to
1: down the drain i found black magic and white shame and i lost everything Seven. I just had Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar again. Just listen to all wow. of Kendrick Lamar. Wow. Uh, but to Pimp a Butterfly specifically, if you're just looking for an album, just really good. I never listened to him before this year. Really, I mean, when Damn came out last year, I think I listened to that record once, and I was like, was yeah. Number ten last year. It's good, and that's fine. But I just like didn't have the time to do it, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna give this guy a chance. And my favorite thing about. Uh, my favorite hip-hop groups are the ones that sample heavy from jazz who are making their own beats that are very jazz influenced and i think that that's where all great hip-hop comes from and that's why i love the tribe called quest and any of the Soulquarians. querions that uh, yeah all that kind of stuff um like water for chocolate for common and Mm. uh the roots and just all that stuff It, it just it's very heavily jazz influenced and Kendrick Lamar understands that I think. Mm -hmm. And,
0: uh, but even damn, you know, he moves on from it, which is interesting. So, mm -hmm. I mean, Kendrick is an outlier. Yes. As we've talked about
1: last 15 years for sure. It's all been about just like trap music. Mm -hmm. And I don't, that's not for me. I, 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 much prefer something with more soul and more. I prefer rap that isn't so of a genre. Like Mm. we're so dedicated to having this one particular, uh, aesthetic. Or you know Uphony Like we're so committed To this brand Of what we were selling Which is like This one identity This one idea Of sound and music Well
0: then you have 19 songs that sound the same Right Because one of them Will be a hit You're almost making it For the the single Yeah Unless of the I just think you
1: can tell When someone has A broad appreciation Of music Mm -hmm. of all kinds Versus someone Who's very singularly In this one groove
0: Well and that's why I think Pimp And "Damn" Will be listened to Forever In a way that You know those won't. Yeah. The singles might survive, but they'll just be time capsuled. Whereas this doesn't feel that way because jazz is kind of without time.
1: It's been around for a, a very long time. Very long time. <laughs> uh
0: number seven for me, um, a band that's not been around since the dawn of time, but just, you know, they've been around for a while. Death Heaven, ordinary corrupt human love. One of my favorite um live shows I've ever been a part of. Um, the, the singer just screams his head off. And to be there, to have him scream in my face. Um, that's only happened with a few bands and, uh, they really stick with you. And this, and this, this album is, is no joke. It's amazing. Songs are like 11 minutes long. Honeycomb, Canary Yellow, Glint. They do things with guitar, with vocals, with the drums are fucking out of this world. I can't recommend Def Heaven enough. And if you get to go see them, I didn't get to see them for this, you know, tour that they played for this record. Um, but I did get to see it for Sunbather and like, there's just no words for it. So highly recommend them.
1: My number six is my dad wrote a porno. I think we've both talked about this podcast. Wow. I didn't even put that many, on my list. Many times. It's just because I. This is part of my DNA now. I know. And I've I've been listening to it for a while. I've listened to the whole series. Not as long as you, obviously. But, but season four is out. It's season over. four is over. It's, it's over. It's done. The special um,
0: one. No spoilers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Who could it be?
1: Do we care? Is it Giselle? It extends No one is safe The world's changed forever Is this how it is? Steal it all One walk's not enough Betrayal lies uh, So I re-listened to the whole thing right before season four aired and i don't know it's like having a hard time i think in september or uh, when when it was about to come out season 4 was about to come out and it's just like listening to your friends do funny shit and it's such a nice reprieve from all the chaos that is just existing in america mm-hmm. from day to day so if you really would like a distraction um and if you like listening to friends do funny shit and it's just it's just, it's so mood boosting. It's such a nice escape. My well, dad wrote a porno. Anytime. I think
0: anything that can build a world where like you feel like you're part of the world and you have to watch it along with it. You can't pick up season four and understand pomegranates and the size of the rivets <laughs> right, of the Titanic. Right. Like those are things like, it's not going to take you out of it when they sort of joke about it. But once you're a part of the whole thing and it, and I, I feel like it's just not that hard to watch to listen to the first oh, uh, no, yeah. season one to season four it goes by
1: so fast, so fast, and you'll miss it the second it's gone. And
0: I can't tell—I mean, the, no joke—I've probably listened to them five times over each. I will just go like two or three months, and then I'll be like, "Oh, let me just do 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 do, do, do yeah. re-download everything." Now that we're four in, that might be a little bit harder to do. But I've already re-downloaded the entire series on my phone just for when I want to. Yeah, um, because it is just—it is amazing when you, especially when you don't feel great and when you're just kind of bored. This is something that will just take your mind off of anything. And it's one of my favorite things I've ever, ever come across
1: in my life. That's why I couldn't not say it again. It'll probably be every year. (laughs) And
0: whenever they come, wherever they come, we definitely have to go. So that is a must.
1: What's your number six? (laughs) That's good.
0: Uh, I'm going to put Cursive in here. I kind of struggled with this one, but I really like this record a lot. Vitriola, uh, their first record since 2012, which was not well received. But Cursive is an all-timer for me it's a band that I just can't not love. Uh, And it's another one of those like restorations that are very um, current, very, very much talking about um, the sort of iniquities and craziness of modern life. Um, Songs like life savings about not having any money under the rainbow, pick up the pieces. These are really great cursive songs and it's weird because Tim Casher has come out with a lot of, you know, with, with the good life and with his own solo work and it just, isn't great but cursive mm, get that cello back mm, let's get it let's go uh cursive sold out in within minutes uh here in portland mm. so not gonna get to see them there's no future only money money
1: no me and you it's only money But probably cello.
0: More cello. I want cello. That's all I want. That's why I go to Murder by Death every time they come here because I forgot about Murder by Death. Let me just throw it in there there. Murder by Death. Such a consistently great band. Cello. Let's say number six, not cursive. It's cello. Cello as an instrument. Cursive, Murder by Death. Every time they come, I want to watch them because uh, I don't know what her name is, but she plays a cello and it, it just adds this depth this layer to the music that just cannot be achieved go
1: there for your birthday with tiger i've seen them so
0: uh, that is one of those that i've seen them so (laughs) many times i've seen them three times (laughs) with tim barry like i've seen tim barry four times three of them with murder by death what is even wrong with me what is wrong with them stop touring together my god (laughs) so yeah but those are the things we fall into those I think it's good to break out of those. So 2019, if you find yourself going to murder by death and Tim Barry for the fourth time, you need to say, no,
1: I don't need to do this. I don't anymore. need to do
0: this anymore. See against me. Laura Jane Grace is coming. That's right. That's not against me. I don't need to go for my 10th against me time. No, I'm going to my first Laura Jane grace show. That's and right. I can't wait. Cause I've never seen Laura Jane grace live.
1: Except for this other nine times.
0: <laughs> She's against me. That's a band.
1: <laughs> it's a band.
0: You would say that Adam Willard is in the band too. And that's no, no, no.
1: Uh, my number five I Nuko Silver Haze So mm. I kind of forgot about this record Until I a looked lot about at all it. those Recommendations But just another Like a great um, Power pop
0: Yeah right pop right, punk, sure. Power pop Who knows Indie
1: pop Queer core Who knows
0: Don Giovanni records We talked a lot right. about Don Giovanni Yeah so
1: It's just It's a really good record And um, I'm all about Representation <laughs> I haven't I thought d- about that one in a while I know I had a New York I think they're mm, definitely the Don Giovanni's out of New York yeah Brooklyn or yes yes uh but it's it's great it's just a good listen um and I like when there's LGBTQ representation it's good and I again I'm bad about listening to stuff for the sake of listening to it because you know it's good that there's so many queer records now but uh, this one's really good, and it's not just one that you should listen to because you should support those artists, but because it's very good.
0: Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, I, I, anytime music, if music can't bridge gaps between peoples, then it's not worthy really of anybody's time outside of like an academic interest. Mm-hmm. So I find it, I, I love that because yeah, as we talked about before with Zeal and Ardor, the avenue of doom metal, which is an amazing genre. Full of amazing guitars and like insane drums and stuff. In a way, is like if you were a black kid, you wouldn't listen to that because that avenue was closed off from you. Right. So anytime you can take the avenue, rip it apart, and build a new road, yeah, I'm all for that shit. And so these, you know, uh, playing, you know, just like listening to punk rock, I love it. I just love
1: yeah.
0: people listening to punk rock, and yeah. it doesn't matter who However you, you are. In, and you get in, and you make some fucking cool ass shit, and that record is amazing.
1: Yeah on the floor, the flames <laughs> in front of me, mountains of batteries, we can harass it. I'll pass by as we're
0: my number five. I'm just going to throw my books that some of my favorite books of 2018. So I've read 53 books this year.
1: Wow, good job. 50 was for, your goal, right?
0: 50 was my goal. I'm going for 60 next year, so I'm going to try to up it a little bit. So in it, not to count the ones that I've talked about on the podcast, like Custer's Trials, you know, um, which we talked about in like episode 42, like really early. Uh, just some of my favorites that I read this year: um, David Grant's Killers of the Flower Moon, the Osage Murders, and the and the Birth of the FBI. Uh, about some horrible shit that happened in the 1920s. Uh, Gordon Wood, Friends Divided, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, some ones that kind of uh, connect together. John Branch wrote a book called The Last Cowboys, a pioneer family in the New West, about some uh, rodeo, a rodeo family, essentially, but just kind of followed their lives and how they got to be rodeo stars out in Hurricane. Mm
1: -hmm. Not
0: Hurricane, 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 Utah. And then uh, a series of stories by Maxim Luskatov, um, called Come in, Come West and See. Brian Kastner, Disappointment River, Finding and Losing the Northwest Passage about Alexander McKenzie. I've mentioned um, David Blight's Frederick Douglass, Prophet of Freedom. Couldn't recommend that higher. Read that with Grant. Uh, and then uh, I just finished Michael Martinez, um, was nominated for the National Book Award in Poetry. Museum of the Americas um, is pretty good. And I just finished Gilbert King, uh, Devil in the Grove, Thurgood Marshall, The Groveland Boys, and The Dawn of a New America. Um, So if you're interested in Thurgood Marshall, who was the first black Supreme Court justice when he was a lawyer for the NAACP. And I think it's something that nobody talks about. I had never heard of this before I did this, and it is fucking crazy. It's crazy how how many really seminal figures in civil rights were impacted by this case in particular the four people the four black men that were killed and um sentenced to death in this case um it's it's wild so anyways i I mentioned at the end of uh at the end of season two that we should read more these are the books that i read for 2018 and you should read more for 2019
1: number four david bowie's low Nice. I think that this 1979? for me. 1979? Yeah. I th- for me, this was so high because it was so unexpected. And I talked about that mm-hmm. at length when I recommended it. And it's still just so surprising that all those sounds were coming out. of then. David Bowie ba- way back then. And uh, I'm so naive. And I just assume that those are all new sounds. How do we do that?
0: And, the yeah. more we get in this podcast, I realize how naive I am. And I'm like, I have to start in 1910.
1: Like
0: <laughs> I just don't know how else to do it. Like yes. I have to almost recreate a musical history course on my off time yeah. just to understand even what someone like Bob Dylan's doing, but also what people today are still doing. I, I, I kind of lose the thread. From like nineteen sixty onward, so I I am curious how to get that back.
1: I mean, isn't that like an old witticism? Like the older you get, the more you realize you don't know anything. Yeah, because when you're a teenager, you know literally everything, oh, yeah. and then just like little by little, like wow, I knew nothing then, but I definitely know everything now. Oh, oh no! Wow. Oh, <laughs> I'm, a, nothing. I'm on
0: my deathbed. I know nothing. Yes, ever.
1: That's it. That's how you you've arrived. Is yes. when you realize yes, you know nothing, and I've definitely understood that now is I know nothing. And David Bowie's low is something I definitely did not know.
0: That's great. But now you do know. Now it. you know. At least for now.
1: <laughs> I'll forget again. Don't Until
0: My number four, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, I played Quiplash and Far Cry 3 and Far Cry 5. Those are probably my two big games that I played this year that have made like a huge impact on me. But Red Dead Redemption 2 is like out of this world. So num- being number four, it could have been number one. It's so good. Um, <laughs> literally before we recorded this podcast, I was being... I got a couple of legendary pelts. I was going hunting. I killed a beaver. I just discovered the beaver. I was like, oh, yeah, let me get these pelts. Oh, yeah, cool. Let me kill this like master, this legendary animal, pop it on the back of my horse. I'm just chilling, riding off. Cougar attacks me. I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't know how to do this, cougar. My fucking horse is going crazy. So I get off and I try to fight it and I shoot it. It runs away for a minute and I'm like, I'm just going to leave. I got to go. I got all these pelts. I got to leave. So I go to jump on my horse from behind and there are random animations that I've seen on the internet as I'm watching And It's happened to me before. Sometimes you don't make it up on your horse. Sometimes when you go to get off, you miss the stirrup and you fall to the ground. (laughs) This was one of the times that the game thought this is a great opportunity just to be funny. So I jump up on the back of the horse and you're basically going to grab the saddle and then pull yourself up. I grabbed the saddle. I pulled myself and then I just got to, and I fell off. I fell off and the cougar killed me oh and I lost God. my pelts and it was the end and I just sat back and I was like I want to restart but like I kind of just I have to accept the fate like I don't get to have those things because the game thought this is a fun time for you to just fall off your horse
1: I don't get to have
0: those things yeah and I just what better game than that so I've never I've I've I haven't been able to jump on my horse two times now. That's the second time that that's happened. Um, However, watching like compilations online of people trying to get off their horse, just literally stopping their horse and just getting off and then just falling is maybe one of the funniest things in the world. I can't can't believe that they did that. I just find that really funny. Like one out of every thousand times you're just going to fall. That's fantastic. And of course it would
1: happen. They just fall
0: in the mud. Right. And the one time I didn't want it to happen. So.
1: Oh rockstar! Maybe yes. one day I'll realize that women are worth basing stories around, and <laughs> I can play your video games. Number three for me: Share for the Dark Lord, Sick Passenger. Ooh, wow,
0: twenty fourteen in the house. I think twenty
1: thirteen. Twenty thirteen in the <laughs> house. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, I talked about this at length when I mentioned that I went to the Mount Nerdcore tour. But uh, I just the the growth. Speaking of people, you know the, these bands coming back, these pop punk bands mm-hmm. that you really like, and and how maybe they're a little hesitant to get out of their niche, but they're still definitely showing that they want to be different people and then they can yeah. change, but still do something that, that, uh, their audience understands. Yeah. And I think that for the dark Lord, it may be one of the only people in the nerdcore scene that is really conscious of the world that we live in and really aware that women are treated like garbage, uh, especially in hip hop and nerdcore is not immune. So, I really respect and appreciate what he's doing with his time and energy and that he's still making music that is just as good, if not better. I mean, for me personally, better than um, any of MC Lars's or MC Frontalot's stuff who that are the biggest far. guys. I mean, I just, at some point it's like, you're still putting out a nerdcore album. You're still singing about the same fucking things that all of you are singing about. Schaefer is special and different because he is acknowledging the terrible things that happen in our world and the terrible things that happen to women. And you guys are refusing to, and until you fucking add that into your rotation, you're going to be just like everybody else. Yeah. You have to be, well, I mean that, that gets wrapped back up into even the Zealand artist stuff. It's like mm. you oh, yeah. have these little bastions of things that are like nerd enclaves and people can't get in. And the people who can't get in are the ones that aren't white men. True. And it's like, then you're fucked when you're starting from that place of like, if unless you're the most dedicated fanboy that's ever existed, where you know every single frame that happened in Legend of Zelda, then you don't get to to come to the party. And just holding on to that knowledge hoarding and that yeah. that like scene hoard, it's so fucking selfish and petty. And what are you doing? Yeah, like cool, you're the king of Nerd Mountain. Enjoy it alone, because no one wants to fucking hang out with you. Like, what's the point of? that? Didn't you
0: learn not to do this at 15 years old? You would like think. that's what I. Yeah, that, that's always been the craziest thing of the music that I listen to are the scenes that have felt impossible to be a part of, yeah, yeah. because of those things. You know, just like, well, then I don't really care, like... I'm still going to listen to the music because that's not that has no impact upon Cuz I can but, access
1: it motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it's wild that people still legitimately feel that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Nerdcore is very it's too uh basic like it it doesn't doesn't have the depth that you want. I think Schaefer brings that.
0: No way I'll die in this place. So help me God. I will slay or ride this giant iron spin, I know Number three, Great Collapse, the band. Uh, neither Washington nor Moscow again. Uh, we had the Redskins on uh, one of our playlists earlier. Uh, their only record uh, from 1980 was called Neither Washington Nor Moscow. And then this one is obviously a commentary mm-hmm. upon that. Uh, I love this band because I, lo- I love Strike Anywhere and the lead singer of Strike Anywhere. Uh, is the lead singer of great collapse and until strike anywhere get back together my heart is not fulfilled and it's blistering and it's current if you're looking for a lot of these records that i'm talking about are political this one's overtly political in a way that um restorations and cursive are kind of talking about the emotional toil great collapse is doing the punk let's talk about southern exceptionalism let's talk about the lost Cause. Let's talk about what it is to be a junkie. Let's talk about what it is to be this, that, the other. They just take a song, they write about it. And Thomas, um, I think Barnett is the lead singer's name. I think one of the best songwriters, just a great songwriter in general. And it's crazy because this band, I go on Spotify and they have like 20,000 listens. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, God, that just is undeserving of how good they are. So it's so a number three grip collapse.
1: Yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry too, for, you. <laughs> for you number two for me late night tales specifically Oliver arnold's uh compilation so I, I did talk about late night tales this year it's for bonobo for bonobo yeah um but it's a, a record project sleety label like record label now where it takes uh usually like a dj or, or somebody who does instrumental music but not necessarily and they're like hey pick your your best 12 songs of your like a late night mix that you would put on that it's your, that's your shit and but they're also required to create an original track so every person who does it will have an original song like bonobo had one on his. Mm-hmm. everyone does it so um oliver arnold's is a composer and musician from uh iceland which you know i have an infinity, infinity they were for on people. our playlist right uh yeah he was okay he was um and he's actually playing at rev hall in january but oh. i don't think i'm gonna go because i don't know that anyone would go with me. So uh, You could go alone. I could go alone, actually. actually. Anyway, uh he's a, a great musician, and his track specifically on that Late like, Night Tells compilation that he put together, RGB, is just, it's really good. I mean, um, Johan Johansson ended up on one of our... R.I.P.? Yeah, oh, that's what it was, yeah. Uh Who Died This Year is another amazing Icelandic composer, and I'm just so drawn to their music. I don't know what it is. Maybe it, it, it's about being on a little island frozen island in the middle of the world exactly middle of the world middle of the the ocean it just i don't know it has this i mean bjork siguro said something about their music just really i don't know
0: this edge to their music yeah it's just like, like cold, this like solemn darkness even if it's a, but not a, a upbeat song it, yeah, yeah it's just like
1: this bone
0: it's cold but not in a way that's like you negative it's not yeah. a negative it's cold. just there it's I there it's
1: like it's like a melancholy you know but not like not like dread or sadness particularly just like this content melancholy set
0: my compass north i've got winter in my blood <laughs> type of like yes. this is just who i am <laughs> this is my dna My number two is a band called the Sidekicks, Happiness Hours. Uh, They last released a record in 2015, uh, Runners in a Nerved World. It was okay. Uh, 2012, though, they released Awkward Breeds, and that was like one of my favorite albums. They were, again, this is another band that was like super more punk than pop punk. And then all of a sudden, they were just like, we found melody and we found like this beautiful falsetto type voice. And we're just going to play music like that now. And it's been great since 2012. That record in particular is almost a classic. But I really like this because they don't come around very often. They don't tour a whole lot. So they kind of just get together and write these things. Uh, Maybe my favorite song of the entire year is a song called Weed Tent. um, And Weed being California. And a lot of this deals with California.
1: Joshua Tree
0: Mountain near our campsite. really beautiful. They had a song on Bawkward Breeds called DMT, just as DMT was like becoming a thing. So there, there is this trippiness to it, this religious vibe to it all that I find really compelling. And We Tent Alone, I think it's just a perfect example. But then there's a song called Happiness Hours, which is the name of the, the record, but also the title track. And it's the last song on the album. And it, it, it has this line, it says, if happiness comes in hours, well, it looks like it's time again for me. And it's really nice. I don't know. It's, it's such a beautiful thought. It's like we all go through happy times and sad times. And it's really cool for him to be like, I'm only writing this record called Happiness Hours because I'm happy. And I I, I wanted to put these songs out that I've felt touched by. And now I'm going to go away for a while. And I do the thing that I did in 2015. I'm doing the thing that I did after 2012. And I'm just gonna literally disappear because my happiness time has come for me. And I think it, it, a lot of the the lyrics relate to like being in a, re, in a relationship. So I think he's maybe gotten married or been I, if I'm right, sort of like reading into it. But it's kind of just a beautiful, it's just a beautiful thought. So Kelly, number one for you. What what do we got? Number I'm one. Excited for the year 2018
1: public service broadcasting specifically the race for the race for space, but there's only like five albums and they just Before came out. With,
0: they released this year at all.
1: Uh, white star liner, the AP, oh, right, which is right, about right. Titanic. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, it, it's just, so it's the, the way that I like to receive information, which is via music or, uh, TV or, or movie or yes. some, some kind of other media that give you a, the it.
0: Sam cook movie.
1: <laughs> yes. Right. I need, I need something <laughs> that's not just print. I can't yes. do it. Um, I, I mean it, it also I'm sure part of it is because I, I just did it so recently but I just keep listening to it and I i don't want to stop and I think the most uh, succinct way I can put why I'm so drawn to it is specifically the race for space is because it's like they're scoring a movie that doesn't exist. Mm. They're taking news clips just from the 60s, just from that, that time between Russia's and America's feud to, to get to space. And there's, they've made a, a movie out of it, but it's just for your ears. Yeah. And it's so cool. Um, there's a song about the first cosmonaut to break the atmosphere. And it's like they make him. It's like Yuri, Rocky, Yuri, something. Yeah. something, yeah. And they um, it they have like a little anthem for him, and he's like a fucking celebrity. Like you can hear this guy strutting almost when they, It's just incredible the way that they bring life to these, uh, news. Yeah. Like these just these news clips, and and I I don't know. I'm just it's such an interesting and unique thing that no, like how has no one else done this? And many artists have taken samples from, from news, from movies or whatever, and put it in their music, but to base your whole identity of a band around it. And the stuff that Will Goose does with a banjo, especially on their first Mm. record, like I've never heard a banjo sound like that. Yeah, And uh because we associate with bluegrass or country and it just like it has a completely different instrument and i don't know if you would even clock it as a banjo and it's not like you could put a ton of effects on it it's just the way he's playing it and yeah i don't he's very talented and i i hope he keeps going and the fact that he has such an idea a vision of like i want this album to be about this one moment in time i want this album to be about these people in wales like this mining community like I don't know, just take every drop out of that event that you can and turn it into this thing that makes it more accessible to people who might not even know about it, like myself. Well,
0: and, and microhistory is, is, uh, is a form of history. It's telling a large story through something very small and personal. Um, I don't think the space race, that's obviously a bigger thing, but Mm -hmm. to take one mining community is there are so many great examples in historiography of just a a particular case study. Um, There's a, there's a famous book called the return of Martin Gare that looks at, it was like in the 1500s. It was a guy disappeared from the village and someone came back 10 years later who called himself Martin Gare but was not Martin Gare. Oh, weird. And people were just like, what do we even do with this person? Well, through that story, this random story, um, the, the author broke down what it was like to live during the dark ages, France and what would Martin Gare be like and where would he have gone from? And just like really delving into like the really minor personal details of these people and really fleshing it out. And so something like that is fascinating. If I were a teacher, just like with Hamilton, mm. you would grip something like that and be like, dude, th- this is taking uh, the news reports that we listen to and creating something, um, uh, you know, deep out of it and, and also educating you at the same time, but also giving you uh, the tools for if you really love the space race. I mean, fuck, man, all you got to do is just like Google something. I'm sure there's a ton of ways to, to listen to and I'm sure that they're really smart about it and source all that information oh, and yeah. you can go listen to it and read the books that they're doing. And yeah, I just find that amazing anything historical good job
1: yeah public serving broad- public service broadcasting the hardest just, name to say ever because you can't not say pbs i bet because they're british it's a lot easier that's for them what i'm saying yep they don't not, have a pbs to so. not have that hang up but yeah psb psb no.
0: go. No. 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 go for landing Okay, everybody, let's hang tight and look for landing radar. Seventy-five feet down and a half. Twelve oh two alarm. Sixty seconds. We're we're going that flight. Right. We're going that alarm. Thirty feet down two and a half. It's, if it does reoccur, so, we'll we go. Thirty seconds.
1: Twelve oh one. Twelve oh one. Bracket twelve oh one alarm. Peace Public body. service broadcasting. Public number service one. broadcasting. Twenty eighteen.
0: Hell yeah, that's great. Number one for twenty eighteen post.
1: No, I made it. I was so curious. Yeah, it's got to be number
0: one. I mean, there's no way. Uh, not only are the songs fire. USA is still etu. USA is still or fu. USA fu fu. The U-S- way that you prefer to hear it. Literally doesn't matter. <laughs> the the way everybody hears it. It's it's amazing. Powerlessness is one of like one of the best songs. TV stars was a song I didn't really care about until I was like, oh oh, this is Donald Trump. TV stars don't care about who you are. Never. Even once thought about it as Donald Trump, but it is. Beating my head against the wall. I mean, Jesus Christ, the entire year is nothing but that. Nine out of 10 is a beautiful love story. And let them win. Let them win was absolutely necessary on January 1st, 2018, when this record dropped. It's absolutely worth it in January 1st, 2019. Yeah, so, an if Jeff Rosenstock wants to release the follow up to Post <laughs> on the 1st of 2019, It'll be my number one album of next year. Damn, man! It's I think it's ballsy to put it out at the beginning, and I think let them win. Fuck them. We need to win. Fuck them. 2019, read books, listen to good music, be a good person, listen to post. Don't let them out.
1: I will live you with something that I lifted from the good place. But trying is better than not trying. We've talked about being doers. This is just an extension of that. Be Absolutely. a doer, not a talker. For 2018, trying is better than not trying. Because it's so easy to give up. It's so easy to not do the thing. Mm-hmm. But trying is always better than not trying, even if you fail.
0: Yeah. Sign on the window. We roll on.